Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. Well, 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 we have the whole gang back together here on this January 3rd, 2023. Yay! It is a new year, post-New Year's. Hopefully everyone had a... Uh, a great New Year's weekend, although we have not spoken with, like, Fred and Abby. They've been gone forever. So, Fred, <laughs> how how did Christmas turn out? Everything? It was great. It was great. My two sons were in from Atlanta and D.C., and I did a lot of things that I don't usually do. Like, I watched movies with them. I don't he even s- know what to say to He this. said earlier, did you actually go to the theater? Actually, I did not. We oh, had okay. T- oh, I thought, we, I thought okay. you said we, that. We had tickets Ooh. for the new... What's the movie? The Avatar Freaking movie. Yeah, the yeah. Avatar yeah. movie. Yeah. We got four tickets, but then my 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 wife went, and um, they took other friends. So I stayed home. So that oh, was fine. You opted out. Wait a minute. I opted out. Oh, did they, they opt you out, great. or did you opt yeah, out? No, That's I opted question. out. Okay. They okay. said it was great. Um, I did see the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. Have yeah, what you think of that? that? I want to see that. It Fred. was uh, very fast paced. The editing was incredible. Um, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, it's a, it's an it. award it's a, darling. I have not seen it yet, but I've heard it's a little in the overpraised category. It, but did you Jamie, like it? Did you? Uh, I don't know if I liked it or not. Okay, it sounds like it's, you didn't. Yeah, it, we'll it, say probably no. not. <laughs> is it probably Jamie Lee not. Curtis in that? Jamie Lee Curtis yeah, is in there. I really want to see that. I was shocked when I saw her in it. Yeah. Yeah. She let it all loose. That's what she said. You so, know, we, we watched this movie called, just while we're on the topic of movies, and I, I think it was out earlier this year, it's on Netflix, The Adam Project with Ryan Reynolds, was looking for something light. Didn't want See, a lot of the awards movies are all heavy in social yeah. justice, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't want it. Uh, I don't and, and this is, um, I think it's the same team that did um, Free Guy, which I love. I don't know if you guys have seen nope. Free Guy. Anyway, it's, it's about a guy, it's time travel. So it's essentially... There's um, Ryan Reynolds hooks up with a younger version of himself when he's 12 years old, and it's rather entertaining. Anyway, go ahead, Fred. Well, Did you and, see anything else? Every, everything, everywhere, all at once was a lot of parallel universe stuff yeah. going on at the same oh, time. Oh, really? So that's kind of confusing. Stuff that makes your brain cool. hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw uh, The Glass Onion. Yes. What, you, what, what did a Knives you think? Out mystery. I, I liked, made it to where they landed on the beach, and I thought, this yeah, is not going to be great. I liked great. it a lot. Okay, yeah. maybe I'll keep really Some people names. have loved it. I thought it was very—I didn't dislike it. I just thought it was very yeah. average. The yeah. best part of that movie for me was Kate Hudson in a bikini, but that's just me. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I thought it was Daniel Craig, but uh, maybe we were uh, watching you, different films. Okay, I'll give I'll give Daniel Craig props because I know that the ladies love him, and he he's uh, he's in great shape. But, man, Kate, how old is Kate Hudson? Because she looked know. phenomenal. Anyway, just side yeah. note. No, I, I, I don't digress. Know. I like Daniel Craig's hmm. accent through the whole thing. Yeah. I thought you were going to say I like Daniel Craig's ass. You started saying, I don't know, Fred, and I wouldn't judge. I'm just going to say. Wait, was it in there? Because now I'll watch it. Uh, no. And the other thing I have to report from my vacation was that 
Um, I only came in three days during my vacation. Oh, nice. Oh, I didn't I know. know you came. I only I came thought you came in one day. No, I came in another day last Saturday when Fred? Pope Benedict died. I came oh, in. okay. And Fred, then I came the in. There was mm. a third day I came in. Uh, but I did do the homework assignment that we assigned ourselves. Wait a minute. Mine got did blown. What, what I are we rem- talking okay, about? My wife blew mine, all right? So what is I'll the tell assignment? you. What, oh, you, you'll remember. You'll uh, remember. On, on Christmas Day, I said something while well, everyone was gathered, including my two sons. And I said, well, it's not like I've gone goblin mode on this. <laughs> and they yes! dropped their forks. Oh, my God. Oh, they're they're like, what so did you hear what oh Dad just God. said? That's exactly the way it was supposed to work, That's right. right. Fred, oh, we're, we're high-fiving. Told, thank you. They, they were, I love this. They were amazed by the fact that I knew what goblin mode was. So I was at oh. dinner on, we, let me think about this, because it would be Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, we're all, my, my boys are in town, too, even number one son who's in Houston that I never see. They had both girlfriends, so we got a full table. And I had remembered the assignment, and then my wife spoils it. And she says something like, yeah, he was supposed to drop in a goblin mode. I'm like, well, how can I drop in a goblin mode when you've already told them that I was supposed to drop in a goblin mode? Dang it. Abby, did you have a nice Christmas? I did. My sister came home from Portland, so I got to spend a lot of time with her. She was affected by the Southwest delays. Right, she oh. couldn't get back, right? So I actually got a couple extra days, which I wasn't complaining about, but I knew they wanted to get home. So it was a little, you know, good and bad for That's them. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. No, but it was a great time. I saw Avatar 2 in theaters with my family on Christmas Day at the night. At night, So um, I thought it was fine. It was an yeah. Avatar movie. Fine yeah, doesn't, wah, sound, like, it doesn't sound like a rave review. I no, need a no. buzzer over here. I don't think it was. It wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't anything yeah. special. It was just an Avatar movie. It's yeah. what you expect from it. That's why we're not going, Mark. Yeah, I don't. I think I'm gonna wait on that one. <laughs> no, I really do. I'm not going to. I see do. That. I feel like you know my um my break was comprised of. I need a T-shirt that says, "I survived a seven and a half year old's sleepover and three playdates." <laughs> That's a lot. It is a lot. My wow. wife is like, no, we got a reciprocal one over the weekend though. You know, you always wonder about that. You know, the, you, the, the like we've had kids over at our house quite a bit, and they're like, "Hey, hey, hey!" By the way, for those parents who are at my house with your kids. Let's let's reciprocate. Yeah, right it now. works both okay? ways. I hope they're listening this afternoon. I did tell the mom we had this little girl named Peyton, and um, oh, this is terrible. I'm just I'm at the point in my career in my life where I say everything. It doesn't matter what the consequences. I know are. I like it. But I said to the mom, I'm like, I said I don't know that I want your kid over here all the time. But she was like, of all the kids that Alexa hangs out with, she was like the best. She was so oh. well behaved and very nice. polite. So Wait, it went very well. Why did you say well. that to her? Well, no, I was saying, oh, dude, I was prefacing funny. and I was okay. trying to be funny, which okay. I'm usually not. No, I, that I was, was not in goblin mode. Sure she, yeah, well, did, I get it. Did you also hear the fact that I had to go to Kansas City to pick up my son? You text yes. me when well, you're on your way. We, we talked talk about, about it. it. We talked we about it last week. It. Explain why. Well, mm-hmm. because Southwest canceled his flight from D.C. to St. Louis. So the only flight we could get was from St. Louis to Kansas City. And he made it with like seven hours until arrival or I guess six hours till arrival. So we had to leave the house immediately, drive to Kansas City, got there at the moment the plane landed, picked him up, came back home, was home in four and a half hours. So you just did like an eight-hour round trip? Yeah, right. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Yep. Without I, wiper fluid, because all our wiper oh. fluid was yeah. frozen. Oh, I forgot no. to. Oh, you know what, Fred? I forgot that part. They had to pull over every 50 minutes. Wasn't that right? <laughs> Fred, you know what the key is there? I, I I sent you the guidebook for this last January. Or no, it was early February when I went to my niece's wedding in Chicago. You stop by, in my situation, it was the Wallies, and you grab one of and, those squeegee okay. things and you steal it. Okay, and let me oh, tell I you. I forgot about let that. Me tell you, stealing is bad. I was not considering stealing, but when we stopped at gas station to use their squeegee, on yeah. the, 
it was frozen in a oh, chunk right. of ice. Right, I know yeah. that. You was couldn't part get of it problem. out of the yeah. out of the tub. But see here, you got to remember this is the, okay. I stole the squeegee from uh, Wally's, uh. but I also bought the blue stuff. Like I had to pour the blue stuff okay, on the, the squeegee because the squeegee was frozen. Blue stuff is really cheap. But it's I, I needed the squeegee not an equal though. Trade. I'm not, I didn't. I didn't steal the blue stuff. I stole the squeegee. I know, but just buy. Oh, a squeegee you're saying the squeegee is? Yeah, the squeegee's not by much. Well, I just go in and buy uh, a squeegee. It was a spur of the moment. Um, <laughs> okay. Shoplifting gig. Oh, oh <laughs> What can I say? These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no. And now, Sue's News. Brought to you by Sue. I can't tell you how proud I am of Fred dropping in goblin mode. That's outstanding. Come on, it, and he it did it great. brilliantly, and Marie didn't mess it up, so, hmm. <laughs> so that's, uh, sorry about your household. I mean, you were going to go for it, were you not? I'll tell you what would have put me in goblin mode, an eight-hour round trip to pick up one of my kids. <laughs> Where you it had wasn't to pull too over? bad. The, the highways were totally clean, and thanks, Sue, because Sue helped us oh, decide whether yeah. to go to Kansas City or Chicago. Uh, and she happy. said Kansas City, 70 is perfect. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, I would like, you know how I love Keith Morrison? He's my favorite Dateline right. person. From NBC, right. right. Yeah, yeah. And how one time they had him record when he was on Ways, a special, they did special voices, and he would say stuff like, Turn left up here, <laughs> if you dare. I mean, it awesome. was awesome. I downloaded I do it. I, I loved it so that. much. Uh, I just, I never get mail here. I never, ever get mail. And since they're redoing the floors, I went in to look at the printer there and noticed there was something in my mailbox. And I thought, what? I have received from Melissa, listener Melissa, the best Christmas card I have ever seen. It's a Keith Morrison Christmas card. Oh. Wow. That's Can you awesome. believe it? And here's what it so says. Wait, what, yeah, what does it say? It was the most wonderful time of the year. Or was it? <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. So thank you to Melissa. I, by the way, I hope Keith Morrison gets a little cha-ching out of that, right? I have a sister-in-law that so. is so into Keith Morrison and all of the shows that he does. What, what's the name? Dateline. Dateline. Me too. And she's like, I want him to like read my eulogy. Yes. He's such a good speaker. Oh, he's so great. Okay. Uh, so everybody's fine. We're all back. All right. Woo-hoo. 50 years ago today on this date in 1973, the New York Yankees were purchased by George Steinbrenner. Can you guess how much he paid in 1973 for the Yankees? That's 50 years ago. Abby, yeah, you don't have to. Uh, $10 million. Dollars. Yeah, I'm going to go at $20 million. $12. Oh. $12 million. Uh, And now they are worth six. Billion. Uh huh. Uh huh. According to this. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and 36 years ago today, on this date, that would 19. That would be 1987. Aretha became the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I should have had music here, but now Abby's back, and it's going to take me a day to adjust to the fact that I can now do that. You understand? And since last Friday, we've had all kinds of. It's not been great. Barbara Walters passed away. She was 93. Fred White passed away. He was the drummer for Earth, Wind & Fire. Um, Anita Pointer of the Pointer Sisters. We had Jeremy Renner involved in a snowblower accident. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm so confused about Jeremy Renner. Because there was some... Apparently, this is what I heard on Fox today. I don't know if you know details. That he ran over his leg with the snow thrower, but then there was like chest injuries. So what happened? It flipped on him. Oh. Oh. 
So the whole snowplow, like, how does that happen? So I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry, to, to, there was no so required there. But I don't know. But there was a doctor near enough by that he came, uh, a neighbor, and helped him, and they flew him out. But that's the only detail I know. And he's had two surgeries at this point. Oh, so, But I, th- I think he's going to be okay. But wow. I mean, it's just uh, crazy. Uh, the good news is the bulldog named Star won Best of Show in the AKC National Championship. Did Whoa. anybody watch that? No, I didn't see it. Oh, she's beautiful. You <laughs> could Google her and look her up. She was wonderful. I think she won fifty grand. Wow. Not bad, huh? She's pretty beautiful. Uh, the top states. Okay, it's time uh, this time of year when they start you know, letting you know what happened last year. And the top states we moved into last year were Vermont, Oregon, and Rhode Island. What? Doesn't that seem bizarre? Wait till these people experience snow. Then the top (laughs) states we moved out of were New Jersey, New York, and this is not a surprise, Illinois. Now, the top cities people were moving into Include Wilmington, North Carolina. Have you been there, Fred? No, I haven't. Have you, Mark? It, Wilmington is nice. I don't even think I've... Well, if I've been to North Carolina, it's been like the, the airport or something like oh, that. Oh, I got no, you. I've never been there. Uh, my cousin's fun cousin Bob grew up there, and it was really... It's really a fun, Do you have nice a place. Fun cousin Bob too. Just <laughs> no, just a fun oh, okay. cousin. Bob. I don't know if you separated them. <laughs> no, uh, Bellington, Bellingham, Washington, Santa Fe, New Mexico, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And Flagstaff, Arizona. So these are the popular places to be. By the way, Fred sent me this story, and I find this interesting. We talk about this every now and then, about how who owns the moon? Whose is it? And apparently NASA chief Bill Nelson actually came out and said that he is worried that the U.S. and China could go to war over it. Now, I'm not sure that would actually happen, but at least it's an acknowledgement of the fact that we are going to battle it out to see whose it is. In an interview with Politico, he said that China could claim the moon as its territory if it outraces the U.S. in setting up a permanent lunar colony. He believes the U.S. and China are indeed in a space race, and it's not beyond uh, beyond the realm of possibility uh, that they say, keep out. We're here. This is our territory. Thoughts, Mark? Do you care? Well, I think it is something. We, we've talked about this before, the possibility of that. So I think definitely the um, you know the comments are warranted. But how would that even manifest itself? That's so weird, it? Isn't is it is so weird. Sounds like something for the new hey, Space Force. Whose flag's up there? Our damn flag's up there, <laughs> isn't it? Or did they plant a flag, um, too? I don't, I don't really know. know. I don't know. Uh, when, when we get Artemis up there, when we send the astronauts to the moon... It's supposed to happen by 2025. If, well, if China their gets there first, we'll take just, the we just flag down. throw them all out? <laughs> yes. We can't be, there's no gravity. We're not shooting each other up there. I don't really understand. Well, I think the war might take place down here. Oh, but that's I, a good point. I don't know. <laughs> I was envisioning space. <laughs> I don't I know. Also was. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe not. <laughs> uh, and there is a story from over the weekend about a guy in Rome who had more than $20,000 in bonds and was worried burglars might find them. So, of course, he hid them in the chimney, didn't tell his wife, and she burned them when starting a fire for the holidays. Good. Ooh. He deserves it. What? Can, what? Yeah, come on. 
<sighs> uh, he says he walked in, saw the fire, and almost passed out. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Thank you. Government bonds in Italy come with serial numbers, so he's going to hope to try to get them back. We'll see if that ever actually happens. Probably not. And 2023, welcome to it. This is today's random fact. This marks 100 years since the construction of the Hollywood sign, 100 years since Disney was founded, 100 years since AT&T released the first radio ad. I'll see if I can find that tomorrow. 75 years since NASCAR was founded, and 70 years since Chevrolet displayed the first Corvette in New York City. And that's it for Sue's News. Thank you, Sue, as we start the year off, and we're all back together. As I indicated, lots of stuff still to come here this afternoon, including a visit with Brian Kilmeade, our first of the year. That's coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Let's meet the challenges that the American people sent all of us, not just the Republicans, not just the Democrats, but all 434, soon to be 435 of us. We can meet those challenges, but let's start by electing Kevin McCarthy as our next speaker. I yield back. Well, that's Steve Scalise, whose name has been mentioned as a possible speaker. Kevin McCarthy went to a third ballot, still did not get enough votes. Brian Kilmeade, co-host of Fox & Friends, the host of One Nation with Brian Kilmeade. You hear him every morning here on 97.1 FM Talk is with us this afternoon. How are you? Happy New Year. Uh, same to you. Uh, craziest thing ever. Yeah, I want to talk about the year. Let's talk about that in a second. But let, let me start here just because of, um, you know, the nature of what happened last night. I know you have some thoughts on DeMar Hamlin. It's just uh, devastating. I think the best news is that this guy's still alive. And let's hope that that continues to be the news. But it's just um, I was watching live, Brian, and, you know, I've seen players get injured. But honestly, as a fan, I thought, did I just watch someone die on the field? And I think that's what the whole uh, both teams thought. I mean, by the way, their reactions. Because, yeah, you've seen, you've seen the uh, worst hits. You've seen broken legs. You've seen twisted ankles. Uh, you've seen people knocked out, but uh, never out. They, they must have been horrific because everyone who looked at them thought, this is over. So you had every reason to feel like that. So, I mean, it was just horrible. The word is, I mean, the early word from all the docs I've spoken to, if, uh, if you get hit at a certain time in the chest when your uh, heart is beating and it's out of rhythm, uh, what happens is that could cause something like this. And there are the protection medals. It really happens with baseball and lacrosse more than anything else um, because of the ball. And there's a, a special chest protector. That's, that's why they have the, uh, the defibrillators on the sideline of games that aren't even, you know, for the rich and famous, for the for youth sports. And... It kind of makes sense. 
It, it uh, does. It, it's almost surprising. You know, one of the thoughts that I had is it's almost surprising that we haven't seen something like this in, in baseball live on television. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there is protection devices. and I think that's where we're heading if it back and turns out to be like that. As was mentioned over and over again, this, to have a pre-existing condition, a heart problem, not being picked up is very rare. I mean, uh, at this level, uh, because they have to go through all these tests before you invest $20 million, you make sure they don't – you look at their uh, hereditary, you look at all their uh, vital signs before. At 24 years old, it's hard to imagine that this isn't just one of those freak accidents. Let, let's segue into the um... – the mess on Capitol Hill. Look, for months, when I ask people who are experts, fellow lawmakers, um, you and I have talked about this. Kevin McCarthy is going to be speaker. Kevin McCarthy is going to be speaker. He's got to make some concessions. Where are we right now? Third ballot, no speaker. Uh, it's it's absolutely insane. Um, and it doesn't seem like there's any end in sight, I think, is the worst part. So uh, I think that uh, he's lost votes. And I think this is one of these times where he wasn't able to consolidate, wasn't able to get clear on what they wanted, wasn't able to get clear on what he could do. And then it turns out that a lot of the people that he was making, a lot of the conservatives that were with him through thick and thin were saying, wait, I didn't give you permission to concede all these other things. I don't want a speaker that's going to get voted out because five people don't like the stance they took. I don't think that's stability at all. And why are you giving in to them? Because, you know, I took you at face value and now – it looks like people are being rewarded by challenging you. So this guy can't win. So we thought, let's just give it a go. It's never happened before, and they gave it a go. And it's been a, just an outright disaster. I, I thought Jim Jordan's speech, Jim Jordan was nominated in the first ballot. I think he was nominated each time. But he's like, I don't want this job. He want, Let's be honest, he wants to be the chair of judiciary and lead these investigations. He can't get there until we have a speaker. Yeah, and it's not fun being a speaker. you got to really want it. You, you know, you're not signing your legislation. You, you get a lot of publicity. You do a lot of interviews. But what you're doing is you're trying to find a consensus. And McCarthy's better at getting consensus. Chip Roy's explanation for what he wants makes absolutely no sense. He said, I want people to could the swamp. I don't want omnibus bills to pass. I want to be able to uh, not have a bill that passes it uh, prevents you from funding the Well, okay. McCarthy came out against that. And he's never been speaker before. Oh, he's been spending since I've been here since 2016. Well, that was two years and Paul Ryan was in charge. And he didn't like Paul Ryan. So Paul Ryan said, I quit. And McCarthy uh, basically did all the work and Ryan just uh, wrote out the clock. So why are you holding him responsible? So I, I don't get it. And, and, you know, if it was Democrats against Republicans, I would just say, well, they're just standing in the way and coming up with anything. But what they're doing is they're hurting, they're hurting their own party. And I just think personally some of these things – Letting the border go down, Afghanistan uh, not being investigated, uh, finding out what's going on, uh, you know, finding out uh, what's going on with um, the Biden family. Are they somehow subservient to China and all these things? Can we just get to the bottom of a lot of this, these, these antics that have taken place over the last few years? Can you use leverage to bolster out the border? Can you try to stop the fentanyl from coming in? And we can't even get to that point. So is your understanding, because I've been on the air here a couple of hours, they're, they're, are they going to do this again today, have another round of voting and just with nobody changing their mind? I know this is how they do it, but don't you at some point have to have a clearer vision for what's going to happen? Well, I mean, the way people explain it to me when your name, since you have a rough idea when your name's going to be called, you can go back and do some negotiating. So if you're an R and they're on the A's, you go back in the cloakroom, you can get some stuff done. So that's what I hope is happening. 
uh, to make some deals because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for McCarthy, but it's also embarrassing for those people holding out. Unless you're Matt Gates without a conscience. I mean, I'm so done with these people grandstanding. And I give Marjorie Taylor Greene all this uh, yeah, credit. Look, look at her. Right. She's, she's like, I didn't for anything. The Freedom Caucus is selling me out. Someone should go to bat for me and say, can you at least promise her a committee membership? I'm sure he goes, listen, I'm going to put you on. I'm not going to worry about what you ran on two years ago. But if uh, if I, I'm sitting here, I'm voting for him. I told you I'm going to vote for him. I told you I had the same concerns as you had you. But you haven't budged. In fact, the number of people against him has grown. So uh, I'm, I'm a little uh, – I'm, I'm perplexed about the whole thing, and I don't feel bad about it because it really hasn't happened. It really hasn't happened since 1923 and before that, 1856. Brian Kilmeade so, with us this afternoon uh, talking about a few of these issues. Uh, I hope you had a great Christmas and a happy New Year. And I don't did, – did you have – were you doing – because you're such a hard worker, I should know this. Did you have One Nation over the holidays as well? And I guess no, my, no, my follow-up is way back this weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so you had a little time off. That's good, Brian. Yeah. It was all good. I'm, I'm back to work now, and it's – I'm going to be doing the Gutfeld in a little while and leaving work shortly. <laughs> Are you doing Gutfeld tonight? Yeah. Awesome. We, we at 630 uh, his time. Awesome. Well, have fun with that. What about One Nation this weekend? Anything you want to plug? Uh, good question. Not on Tuesday. I yeah, don't really know. It's I, gotta, I know. I yeah. get that. Hey, I think more, more to the point, you got Gutfeld tonight. So check that out. Brian, we'll talk next week. I appreciate it. Go get him, Mark. All right, take care. 433. Let me play a little of the Jim Jordan speech because I thought this was pretty good. I was driving in to... Um, to the station a couple hours ago listening to this speech, and this was on the second ballot where he got up there before they voted. First, pass the bills that fix the problems. In two years' time, we have, went, we, we have a border that is no longer a border. We have a military that can't meet its recruitment goals. We have bad energy policy, bad education policy, record spending, record inflation, record debt, and a government that has been weaponized against we the people, against the very people we represent. So we, we need to pass legislation to address all that. And I hope my Democrat colleagues will join me. I really do. But I have my doubts. And if they don't, and if Chuck Schumer says, no, we're not going to take up that legislation that we pass, and if Joe Biden won't sign it, so be it. They'll have to, they'll have to answer to the people in 2024. So when Congressman Jordan was doing this speech, he, he outlined three objectives, and, and that was the first one. Number two. Second, we can never, ever let a bill like the one that passed 12 days ago, $1.7 trillion spent. We can never, ever let that kind of legislation pass again. We, we, have to, we have to pass a budget that makes sense, that's good common sense, then do the 12 appropriation bills that, that, are, that recognize it's the people's money, not ours and send it to the Senate, and then stand firm on that legislation. And again, if they won't take it up, and Joe Biden won't sign it, we can stand firm on a CR or something. We can have that fight, but we are not going to have what took place a week and a half ago ever happen again. All right, so that was number two, the third objective, according to Congressman Jordan. we got to do the oversight, well, the do House, the investigations. We have to do the oversight and the investigations that need to be done. This idea that bureaucrats who never put their name on a ballot but think they run the country, who have assaulted our constituents' First Amendment liberties, they need to be held accountable. That has to happen. We need to do it. 
We need to do it in a way that's consistent with the Constitution, but we need to do it vigorously and aggressively. That is part of our duty as members of this body. You know, if you were just kind of walking into that speech and you didn't know who it was or what the circumstances were, you'd probably think that that was some sort of speech for uh, Jim Jordan to to run for House Speaker because he has been nominated. He had Matt Gates went up there and nominated him after he said he didn't want to be Speaker. But his message was nominate Kevin McCarthy. The differences we may have, the differences between Joyce and Jordan or Biggs and Bacon, they pale in comparison to the differences between us and the left, which now unfortunately controls the other party. That's a very important point, and I don't know why it doesn't get discussed more often. You have a variety of differences within the caucus, within, you know, Republicans, different Republicans. A Republican from Missouri is different than a Republican from Alabama, is different from one probably in upstate New York. Uh, but those differences are minor compared to what happens on the other side or if you compare the right to the left. So we had better, we had better come together and fight for these key things, these three things. That's, that's what the people want us to do. And I think Kevin McCarthy is the right guy to lead us. I really do, or I wouldn't be standing up here giving this speech. I, I came in with Kevin. We came in the same time 16 years ago. We haven't always agreed on everything, but I like his fight. I like his tenacity, and I like the... I remember Kevin told me, I actually wrote about this in a book. I remember Kevin told me, he said, when the, the toughest times of life are when you get knocked down. The question is, can you come back? And I've always seen him be able to do that. All right, so we'll see what happens in this particular case. We mentioned when we were talking with Mr. Uh, Kilmeade, Marjorie Taylor Greene. This may surprise folks because she has a message to the Freedom Caucus. If, if my friends in the Freedom Caucus, Matt Gates and others, will not take the win when they have it, they're proving to the country that they don't care about doing the right thing for the for America. They're proving to the country that they're just destructionists. And that's that's not what we need to do as a party. That's that's why Republicans fail. And I, I'm really tired of it. Congressman Dan Crenshaw also tired of it. He's been ripping fellow Republicans. It's a shame. It makes us look foolish. <laughs> if I didn't know any better, it's like the Democrats paid these people off. Hey, let's pay them off. Let, let's make it look like the Republicans can't govern and don't deserve any gavels whatsoever. That's what it makes it look like. Again, th their demands are foolish. Their demands are inside baseball procedural issues. Yeah, and he had more to say about the dissenters. No one knows what their goal is. They, they say their goal is some noble cause for the, the cause of conservatism, for the people, for holding the swamp accountable. Right? These are the phrases that they'll use to make themselves seem like they're some white knights out there to save you. Of course, none of this is true. None of this is true whatsoever. Um, this is purely a play for more airtime, and they're getting it. There's some of these people who nobody knows who they are. Like, nobody, uh, people know who Scott Perry is, but nobody knows who Bob Good is. You know why Bob Good's not voting for Kevin McCarthy? Because Kevin McCarthy took three weeks to call him after he won his election, after Kevin McCarthy put $2 million into that election. Some of the reasons that these people have for not voting for McCarthy are unbelievably petty. Unbelievably petty. This is about showmanship. This is about notoriety. It has nothing to do with the conservative agenda. All right, there you go, Dan Crenshaw being very forceful with his opinions. And obviously, Dan Crenshaw, Marjorie Taylor Greene, not exactly the establishment Republicans. Three ballots down, no new speaker. Uh, coming up in the next hour, Doug High will be with us, former RNC spokesman, uh, 971 FM Talk political insider. We'll talk about the House speaker battle and where we are right now. They just had the third ballot. 
I don't know where we go from here, if there will be a fourth tonight or what the negotiations might hold behind the scenes. We'll get into that. And also on the uh, the Southwest Southwest Airlines debacle from last week, Michael Boyd will be back with us from Boyd Group International. One of the things that happened today, Southwest awarded 25,000 frequent flyer points to their customers who were affected. Is that enough? And do we know anything more about how this happens? So we'll, we'll speak with Michael. We have an audio cut of the day in about an hour as well. Frank Cusimano is with us, KSDK Sports Director. A uh, fair amount of things happening in the sports world. How are you, Frank? Good to be with you, Mark. Hope you're doing well. Um, I was watching live last night. I don't know about you. It was horrifying. I'm so glad that, that he's alive. But that was something that we really haven't seen exactly like it in an NFL game. We've seen some hits. I know Chris Pronger's name has been mentioned today because this happened to him 20 years ago. 30. Yeah, I just uh, I interviewed Chris this morning about this. Uh, it was 1998 in Detroit in a playoff game where he was hit square in the heart and he was out for 20 to 30 seconds. And, it, you know, it was the same type of reaction from the opposing team and from the crowd. Everybody either was in a state of shock or in a state of prayer. And the amazing thing about the Pronger story is that he actually went to the hospital, spent the night there, got tested the next day, and then played the next game in that series. And I said, were you a little bit fearful about like blocking shots with your heart again like you always did because he was so fearless and he said no there's only one way to play hockey that is a hall of famer that is chris bronger wow so uh, you know i know people have gotten into trouble here sort of talking about the implications of this but there is a season that still needs to be wrapped up and i guess the nfl came out today and said this game is still on hold they're not going to reschedule it for this week week 18 is going to go on as planned and we don't know what the end result will be because this game does affect seating in the AFC. Yeah, I think the only way to get around it is this, is declare it a tie. Because you can't play this game, you, you can't have them play two games in such a short period of time. So declare the game a tie, don't mess up the rest of the week. And I know this is all secondary, but I think declaring it a tie is, is the best way to go. I, uh, TJ Mo said that about an hour ago, and I, I think you're right. I don't mm. see another scenario where you, you can get around it. You know, I guess you can put everything else on hold. You do have that gap week when the Pro Bowl, whatever that's turned into, takes place. But that's going to be a nightmare with scheduling, right? Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, you can't talk about players' safety and then have guys have full impact collisions, you know, twice in a four- or five-day span. And, and I don't know if TJ touched on this, but – the league is, you know, they all talk about safety, but yet they added the 17th game. They added the Thursday night game. I mean, it may have happened if it was, you know, if they had seven days rest, but you probably reduce the chances of serious injury by playing a 16-game season, less car crashes, by playing less on Thursday night, even though the ratings are good. Frank Cusimano with us on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's shift to the Blues, unfortunately. We're at the point now where maybe this is a lost season and you look look for trades, right? I mean, you got Ryan O'Reilly and Tarasenko out for a, a good stretch. Yeah, I think the really bad news about this is that, you know, the silver lining in this mediocre season, 37 games, 37 points, is that, well, you think at the trade deadline, we have two, maybe three if you count Barbashev, valuable pieces of hockey commodity that you can replenish the franchise. 
Now, if they're not playing, now granted, broken bones aren't concussions. It's not Tarasenko's shoulder. You know, it's a hand. These guys will come back. But you've definitely decreased, decreased their value and what you could probably yield in a trade. In fact, a hockey observer told me today there are so many guys on the trade deadline or on the, uh, that could be traded at the deadline right now is that the Blues would not get what they normally would for two valuable pieces of hockey property. Because you got to think about this, Mark. Um, you got to look to the future if you're not going to make it. And you got to replenish this franchise. We're St. Louis, Missouri, where we put 20000 in the Enterprise Center. We can't have playoffless hockey for three and four years in a row. you no. got to get going. Yeah, you absolutely do. In the meantime, uh, they're in Toronto tonight. The Maple Leafs are pretty good. And I guess the Post has a story that says the Blues have not lost to Toronto in Toronto in seven years. 4-1 loss, January 16, 2016. They've only had eight losses all season. Yeah, they're explosive. In fact, there's four games the Blues are playing, and three are against really good teams, New Jersey and Minnesota the other. This is a dangerous four-game road trip without two of your best players in Tarasenko and O'Reilly. Did you watch um, any of the bowl games over the weekend? I mean, some of the football was just amazing. Well, that has to be, and I know I make overstatements once in a while, but I, I can't remember eight hours of wall-to-wall college football as exhilarating and as exciting as those two. I mean, when you're scoring in the 40s and 50s and every game is down to the last moment, college football can't get any better. You know, Mark, you got to remember that a lot of these football, college football playoff games, they've been blowouts because no school you know, from the East or the West can play with these SEC schools, and Big Ten teams can't, and Notre Dame couldn't either. But now, uh, maybe because of the portal, uh, I'm not sure, but these are evenly matched teams, and we had two great semifinal games for the first time, I think, ever. Absolutely. All right, and we got uh, Mizzou in action against Arkansas down in Fayetteville tomorrow night. That should be a good one. Didn't Arkansas lose to unranked LSU? The SEC is tough, tough, tough. Yeah, but what it's going to do for Missouri's RPI, they got to win some of them, but now they're playing these teams with these high RPIs. They're just going to skyrocket up the polls. Are they ranked right now? I never really even checked. Yes. Okay. They're 20th in the coaches and 21st in the AP. That is awesome. All right, Frank, thank you very much. As usual, this is going to be an interesting week as we find out more about what happened with um, DeMar Hamlin and the rest of the NFL situation. We'll talk on Friday afternoon. Talk to you soon. Thank All you, right, sir. take care. That's Frank Cusimano from Channel 5 this afternoon. Sue, did you watch any football? I know you're not quite as addicted to this. Not the college. Man, but... that, that Georgia game um, with Ohio State. Was it was, nuts? It was, and then it was a missed extra point that basically was it a field goal. I can't remember. There's been so much football. But I, I was trying to help some people out on Sunday. Was that Saturday or Sunday? Again, the days are going by. Because you know how I like to wager just a little bit? What? Yeah, I know. Hard, uh-huh. hard to believe. So I had, um, I do these parlays, right? So I had two legs of the parlay safely in hand. We, my wife and I, we had Alabama minus seven and a half. They covered no problem. Iowa in the Music City Bowl minus three and a half. Not a problem. So after I get two legs of the parlay, I'm looking. My third game is Georgia minus five and a half in the Peach Bowl. I knew right then and there, and this is what I sent the message to some friends. I'm like, load up. Bet the mortgage on Ohio State covering. There is no doubt in my mind they're going to cover, and they did.
Oh, well, good. Well, good no, it's you. not good for me. I lost. Well, good I, for what them. I was trying to do you was were help trying out. to be thoughtful. I was trying to help out the other people. Yes. Just because, uh, remember that guy from those people who weren't listening over the holidays? It was a guy from Argosy that hit, I think it was a 15-game parlay for $572,000 yeah, or something ridiculous. Nuts. We can't even get three NFL teams or college teams right in one weekend. That's how bad we are. Wow. But we keep Vegas alive and all the rest of the sports books out there. We'll come back and we'll see if we can get a little bit more clarity on what's happening here with um, the speaker's vote. It's been quite the day in Washington. There have been three ballots. Uh, Jim Jordan was nominated. Jim Jordan says no vote for Kevin McCarthy. Uh, but Matt Gates says, nope, we're not going to do that. I'm going to vote no on Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy's own mentor recently said that the lies always change. And Mr. McCarthy is not only responsive to pressure from the right. Time and again, he has failed to achieve the goals that we seek on spending and on the fight. For months, we have been asking Mr. McCarthy for his battle plan. How do we ensure that we stand up for folks in the military who feel like they're being purged? All we got was a handful of howdy and a mouthful of much obliged. So we do not want to be here at this moment. We would prefer to have a unity of purpose but we will not continue to allow the Uniparty to run this town without a fight. Look, I, I have the record for the longest speech ever on the floor. I don't have a problem getting a record for the most votes for speaker too. Thank you all. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't see how a few people, maybe it's five, maybe it's twenty, sit because they want a gavel that they can't earn by the conference of themselves. That would be interesting to me. That's not what the constituents voted him for. By the way, I, I think, you know, I think you can have a discussion. I'm all for a discussion about leadership, certainly leadership in, in the Senate with Mitch McConnell. Uh, you have political skill that is there. But how long do you go with the same leadership? The problem here in this particular situation with McCarthy is who is the leader going to be? If you don't want Kevin McCarthy, and I said this weeks ago, you've got to put a coalition together. Let's say you want Steve Scalise. Steve Scalise sort of seems to be the default guy for people who don't want to vote for Kevin McCarthy. Steve Scalise is not going to shepherd legislation through the House in any way that's different than Kevin McCarthy. So that tells me, and I think there's a certain amount to this, that this is about personality and that a lot of this is Jim Jordan, who is now emphatically for Kevin McCarthy. They didn't like each other in the past. Those guys did not get along. They repaired that relationship. They achieved a lot of things that they wanted to. But Matt Gates, boy, I'd like to know exactly. <laughs> they don't like each other. He's not going to bend. Mary Miller from Illinois voted against McCarthy today. Marjorie Taylor Greene is in the McCarthy camp. It's all so confusing. Doug High after the top of the hour. Get more at 971talk.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 